Howdy, folks, and welcome to episode three of An Evening with Dead Pit. I'm the Creepy Kentuckian. And I'm Uncle Bill. Greetings. Yeah, all, after all that great feedback from episode two, we decided to make a quick return for episode three. We hope everybody's in, enjoying themselves and, you know, jacking each other off. Bye. You ready for Valentine's Day, Uncle Bill? I'm ready. I'm going to smack some torts and get some You're going to sing the ballad of Harry Warden for everybody? Yeah, that's a movie that's criminally underrated, though, isn't it? Yeah. Even the remake wasn't too bad, either. That's true. It's one of the only remakes that was actually worth yeah, that one girl dancing around naked pretty much the whole movie. That made it enjoyable for me. Was that the one that in the beginning had the chick, the really, really hot chick that got naked and ran out and got killed like at the truck stop? Was that that Yeah, remake? that was the first, like, I think it was... I, I've only seen that movie like twice, but yeah, yeah, I think she was like naked throughout about the first fifteen minutes of it. I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "Yeah, that's some hardcore nudity in this." That was some off the chain nudity. So yeah, we're back at it again uh, for another evening with Dead Pit. Uh, you know, Valentine love is in the air, baby, all that good stuff. Uh, aside from my bloody Valentine, though, is there any other? Yeah, Valentine. Yeah, Valentine. That movie was, yeah. Shit dipped in piss. I mean, it was kind of like all those 90s slashers around that time, really, but maybe David Boreanaz made it a little bit worse. Fucking God yeah, what was that show he was in? Yeah, Angel, was that it? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're, you're big into that bullshit, wasn't you, back in the day? I was, man. I can't even lie. Yeah, I was a big Buffy fan. Yeah, I back remember when before. we were filming the Dead Pit documentary. We, they had us in there watching some sort of bullshit on that TV, <laughs> and you had all of your Buffy the Vampire Slayer DVDs hit over in the fucking corner. It <laughs> <laughs> was so great. Now, the funny thing about that is, though, is that I did love Buffy, but I never liked Angel. I never watched that show, the show that he was on. Oh, so you... Was... Did they have any other Buffy spinoffs? Um... No, I don't think so. I think that was it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the whole deal with Valentine is it was kind of like a throwback to. I mean, it was it was a mix of like the modern like scream style slasher movies, but it had a little bit of like prom night in it. Yeah. As well, where it was like a revenge top like slaughter high homo yeah. post like the plot was like slaughter high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. It could have been way better than it was. But yeah, it was not very good, and that's it's a very very forgotten movie too. Like I totally forgot it. I think I've got it on DVD somewhere, but yeah, I haven't thought about that movie in probably no, fifteen has. years or however long. How old? What year did that come out? Like two ninety nine, two thousand, something like that. It had to come out ninety nine, yeah, or somewhere around in there, ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah. So aside from that one. Any other Valentine's horror? I can't think of any off the top of my head other than those two. Yeah, there's probably like some low budget um, direct to DVD title. But yeah, there's going to be some asshole that's going to be like, You forgot about this? It's like, fucking You forgot about the Valentine's Day Massacre. <laughs> We're not talking about movies that nobody's ever massacre. seen unless you've got like a DVDR burner. We're talking yeah. about shit that's actually known. So, um, a couple other things I wanted to mention, like, kind of non-horror related in a way but it's kind of nostalgia related um 
the whole thing, we never did get to talk about it, and I still don't have one. I don't think you have one either, but I was wanting one way more than you, was the um, the whole thing over the holiday season with the Nintendo Classic. The, yeah, I just didn't get it, like because I got one of those retro players, and I'm like, well, who gives a fuck? Yeah, you can play the actual cartridges right on the... Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is it's what february now and they're still pretty impossible to get so from what i've been told and i'm not i'm not big into you know the the game the online gaming people that are fucking nuts for it nintendo purposely does this they will come out with a very limited number of these items and then create like a false demand for it Mm-hmm. And then they'll come out with like a million of them. But these came out in November. So we're like in February now. And there's still none of... I mean, I just, I don't understand. They should be millions of these fucking things. Yeah, really? So when is the so, push going to be then, if that's the case? I don't know. I don't know if they... Did they just not predict that there would be this big of a demand for it? Which I guess is possible. There should be somebody fired if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how. Like that's. Yeah, I saw something where the first month they only sold like a hundred and sixty some thousand of them, and that's nothing. I mean, that's really in that world. Evidently, that's nothing at all for a first yeah. month. So, um, yeah, I, me and my wife have been trying to get one though. For, I mean, I kind of want it just for the fact that you can hack into it now. Mm-hmm. and uh, add more games that you want on it. So uh, you can fit like 90-some games on it now or something like that, and that's probably the, you know, that would cover all the games that I give a shit about on the Nintendo. So I kind of really want one, but I don't think it's, I don't know. I mean, evidently they're still making them and still going to have them out there, but, man, I've never seen anything as fucking ridiculous as that. I haven't either, really. Although yeah. something funny about, like, around the same time, that that came out, everybody's like big toy to get was those. Oh, you probably didn't hear about this, but they're called Hatch Hatchimals. Them. Yeah, I've heard about it. Well, now, man, it's like well, there's you a blue million of them. Right? Anywhere, yeah. yeah. Like it lasted a whole well, the, grand total of like a month. Well, a lot of that stuff for the kids, especially um, after Christmas. I mean, they get them for the kids on Christmas. After Christmas, nobody gives a shit. I just think that's so fucking it's probably stupid. Been, it's probably been that way forever. Back when we was kids with Teddy Ruck spending all that bullshit, too. They probably had, you know, January 1st, they probably had a blue million Teddies piled up there. Yeah, it's true. It, just the idea of, like, buying something, spending that much money, like $200 is what they went up to, and then yeah. not worth shit after Christmas. Yeah, it reminds me, though. Did you see the new... They're coming out with a new Teddy Ruckspin this year. Did you see the video of it and stuff? No. Dude, that uh-uh. fucking creepy looking that thing is. <laughs> what does it do? Is Holy it like shit. Regular? Like, it's kind of similar to the first one, but it has LED eyes. Oh, God. And it's just, God. I mean, it's terrifying in a way. Like, I don't know how kids just wouldn't, when they see that thing blinking at them, just cry. Maybe that'd yeah. be a good horror film, though. There's, there's like yeah, there's new, new Teddy Ruxpins coming out. Uh, they can be starring in the remake of The Pit, possibly. Okay. Let, let, uh, let me ask you this. So, you had, okay. Pound puppies were like from a pound. Cabbage Patch Kids were adopted. What the fuck was Teddy Ruxpin? Like, what was his deal? Uh, I don't know. We can look him up on here. Let's see. I'll Google Teddy Ruxpin. 
Yeah, like I like know his backstory. Well, they had the damn the weird. damn caterpillar too that talked. What was his name? I never did have him, but uh, I don't know Cleo. Let's see. <laughs> Sounds like a good enough. Teddy Ruxpin is an animatronic children's toy in the form of a talking bear. The mm. bear's mouth and eyes move while reading stories that were played on an audio tape cassette deck. Well, it doesn't really tell the history of Teddy though. <laughs> he just shows up. Hey, little kid. Okay. I'm gonna read see. you a story. Yeah, it's got the history of him here. It says from okay. his debut in September of 1985, various toy makers have produced Teddy Ruxpin over the years. The first, well, this is just telling the fuck. I want to know the, where did Teddy himself come from. I don't want to know his origin story. Yeah, like, that's what who I all produced about, the fucking, uh, you know, the the bear. World of Wonder produced him in '85 until they went bankrupt in '88. Then Hasbro produced him from '91. Then I didn't know Teddy Ruxpin was around in the mid '90s. I didn't either. Evidently, he was. Um, My God, '85 was a good year though, wasn't it? I mean, in terms, it was. Of, it was. Uh, Jesus. So, yeah, Teddy Ruxpin. What was the other? Grubber. That was the... Uh, <laughs> Grubber. No, Grubby. Was his name Grubby? Yeah, Grubby. I like Grubber, man, for some so, reason. Let's see. Get over uh, it, Grubber. Do you know Teddy Ruxpin actually had a television series as well? I did know that. Well, uh, I kind of remember. So, let's see. Grubby... There was a couple of other Teddy Ruxpin characters as well. I can't, it doesn't really have them on here though. So yeah, but the new Teddy Ruxpin, uh, let's see if they've got that on here. They don't. They love that shit, the retro toys, like going back and making them now. Yeah, I wonder how much a Teddy Ruxpin would be if you actually had the original one still in the box. God, I would have no idea. Because I was looking up just... That's kind of what I do when I'm bored at work is I look on eBay and just see how valuable some of this old shit is. There was like a uh, one of the first He-Mans still in the box that went for over $3,000-some dollars. Damn. Yeah. I'd say a lot of that stuff from that era, though, is pretty amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, what's weird is they're coming out with new... Like, there's new He-Man stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. There's a new Teddy Ruxpin. Evidently, they're coming... The Boglins are coming back this year. Um, you remember them? Of course, yeah. yeah. The ones that came like little cages. Yeah, they were like little. They were kind of like little ghoulies or something. Those are coming back out this year. Yeah, those things are worth a damn ton too. By the way, I mean, you were the one that kind of. You're the one that kind of got me uh, hip to the new retro figures that WWE's putting out too, like the ones that look like the Hasbro figures from the eighties. Did you get any of those? I didn't get any of them. They had all of them. What's wrong with you, son? Actually, the uh, hardest one to find. From what I'm, uh, from what I've been told so far, is the uh, Kevin Owens one. Shit, that one was down there. Um, but yeah, they're coming out with the Ultimate Warrior one and the Undertaker, and those will probably be really hard to find. I'd say, or they would already be out. So, but yeah, uh, the a lot of a lot of retro toys out there right now. I'm big into the uh, the mystery minifigures. I get some of those for my work. Just stuff to hang around at work and stuff. Yeah, and they've I've got, seen like a ton of. Them. Yeah, they've got like some awesome WWE ones, and uh, the I really like the little horror, the Funko Mystery Horror figures. Funko Mystery Horror. What are those now? I'm sure. Um, I got. Let's see, the um, Wolfman. I got him. Oh. Did you okay. see the pictures of? Them? I don't know if I put them on Facebook or not. I don't think I did. But, uh, I got Elvira. Uh, Wolfman. 
There's a few of them I've got. They're like they have them at uh, GameStop. Those are a lot cheaper than some of the other ones. And then we Dude, got a, wait a minute. I think I saw one of these at GameStop. They got like the Exorcist too. Yeah, yeah. They've got all yeah. kinds of them. About any type of uh, character, like horror movie character you could think of. That's a pretty good idea, actually. Yeah. Like, well, it's uh, Funko. They like making money. True. I don't even really like get into the movie maniac stuff anymore and things the, the bigger horror toys and all that like i prefer to have just something simple that didn't cost 50 dollars a pop yeah i actually um got cussed out the other night for buying like i got a couple they actually have the uh loyal subjects made the uh masters of the universe mystery mini boxes <laughs> What the fuck? And like blind bags? Like blind bags? Yeah. I got a couple yeah. of them, and those are probably the most expensive ones that I've seen. They're like $13 a piece. Oh, my God. Yeah. My wife was like, what the hell is $27? That's great. Man, they're awesome little figures. They're fully they're fully posable and stuff. They're actually probably the coolest little mystery figures, but they should be, I guess, for their price. Yeah, really? So... Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about a couple more horror topics on here that I wanted to mention to you uh, and, and get your feedback on because we didn't talk about it on the last show. Is there's two different Phantasm box sets that's coming out in March? Yep. So I was going to mention that too. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, we definitely should probably talk about that. Uh, I think Arrow was coming out with the one that looks the most desirable, but that one is the one that's going to be in you know uh, region two. Right. That arrow is the one that, uh, I don't know where they're based out. They're based out of England somewhere, but I'm not sure where. It always does the, they do amazing work. It's just that a lot of times it used to be region free and now it's like locked into that region. So you can't really, unless you got a region free player getting that shit. Yeah. And the price, the price point to get it, you know, imported and all that stuff is going to be kind of ridiculous. From what I understand though, as far as the, features themselves are going to be the same on both so other okay. than the fact that the u.s gets just the fucking pathetic looking cover like i don't i just hate that shit now this company that's putting out the u.s version it's like Wellgo. is that right Wellgo yeah, USA, Wellgo or USA. Like, like do you know anything about them they they used to send us screeners a long time ago like really really low budget releases they don't I don't really know a whole lot about them. Uh, one thing that I did want to let you know, though, about the box set is it's coming out on my birthday. So there you go. There's a good birthday <laughs> gift for you to get All me. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as well go USA, they don't really, they haven't released a lot of stuff. I, I'm not really sure exactly why. They probably gave Coscarelli the best deal on it. Um, it's just such a weird company to get that though, isn't it? Like, I totally, anything? you know, I mean, I was totally waiting for the box set on this though, because my wife actually asked me if I wanted, uh, to get the, uh, you know, the Blu-rays for Christmas. And I was like, no, I'm holding out. I want the whole set. Um, so I will get it even though the cover is horrible. Like, I don't know what you think. I thought the, the USA cover is fucking awful. And, of course, Arrow has that big box set and has a sphere thing with it and stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, which is what they should have done, too. But I guess they're probably working on the budget, I'm guessing. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know who they hired to do that. That looks awful, though. I mean, I can't. <laughs> I don't want to be, you know, negative Nancy, but that's horrible, man. Why? So really, 
I mean, I don't understand why, like, you wouldn't go with the sphere idea. You know, that seems to be the thing everybody would want. Like, yeah. The the thing is, I mean, even if you can't do it, which I understand well go USA, they probably don't have a lot of the connections that Arrow, who's been around a long time in, in the UK. But it's not right. that hard to just alter the original poster and make it I mean, the original artwork, even the second movie. Yeah. Great artwork, man. I mean, you can easily have somebody update that, even if you want to update it with the new, you know, kind of 3D Phantasm logo they started using in the second movie. Do that all day long. Do that. But that new... I mean, I agree with you. Like, in terms of the... the I think the original poster is probably one of my favorite posters in the, the way that it's simple and also kind of striking with the red and white and all that. Like, you can just do that. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, not have like a Norman Rockwell version of fucking Angus Scream on there holding the screen. <laughs> Norman Rockwell, that's what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, it really does. It's bad. But I'm excited about to see it. I mean, it's, you know, the new 4K remaster of it that uh, Bad Robot was in charge of, J.J. Abrams helped with. We got to see that uh, back in October in the theater, and it was, I couldn't believe it, man. It, it looked like a brand new movie. Yeah, it had to be a lot of shit that went into it and everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience. And uh, the uh, Blu-ray is something I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. I actually enjoy, out of all the Phantasm films, probably my least favorite one. Of course, I haven't seen, I never have seen Ravager yet. Have you seen I that? I want to see that. No, uh, I, I haven't, haven't seen that. Um, the least favorite of the first four is probably the third one for me. I don't know which one I would say, though. But I like them all. I'd probably say the fourth one, but I mean, I could watch the it. fourth one. Definitely felt like the lowest budget one, but I kind of appreciated what they were trying to do with it. Whereas the yeah. third one, it was just kind of like, okay, this the third movie, one had some stupid shit in it. I will say that. Yeah, this movie. I mean, it screams like sci-fi original or something like that. It just, it was like, yeah, I could never picture this that movie being released in the theaters. Whereas. Oblivion, had they had a higher budget on it, a little bit higher budget, that would have been an awesome theatrical experience. Yeah, it really would have. I mean, to me, the worst part about Oblivion, God forgive me for saying this, but I really didn't think that, uh, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Michael uh, Baldwin. Michael Baldwin. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't think he could act. Like, <laughs> well, you got to remember, I mean, that was... Uh, how many years? It was like a five-year break. He was actually in Phantasm Three as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in that was one he? as well. Yeah, yeah, he was. So it was about a three or four-year break in between. I'm sure he didn't. He wasn't in anything in between those movies. Isn't it weird though how that works? Because you got like, um, like it seems like if some actors if they don't act for like a period of years, something they just it's almost like they forget how to do it. Like, you can kind of watch them, even really good actors from the past, if they go a long period of time and, like, try to go and do another movie, it just sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was a good kid, uh, child actor, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know what he had done from Phantasm 1 to Phantasm 3, uh, however long of a break that was. That was probably almost 20 years close to it. 
I'll tell you something. Um, not to get off subject, but it just reminded me of. Well, we can uh, we can flow on, baby, flow. If you will. He is, you know, you talk about people that, that, that stop acting and don't stop acting. And like that. I was watching, I watched the whole um, first season of Ash vs. Evil Dead. I bought it on Blu-ray when it was Christmas. It was like $10. You enjoy it. Blu-ray. That come with a digital copy? Shit, I don't know. I can you should it. hook me up with that, Uncle Bill, if so. I don't know if yeah, you did or not. Did. Well, I have no idea. But, uh, hook me up, buddy. You watch enough well, of my shit. God damn it, hook if it's up. in there. Hook me up. Uh, hey. Hook me up. <laughs> I'll hook you up. I would actually like to see that. I've never seen it. Well, first of all, what the point I was getting at was is that Bruce Campbell never stopped acting. He did those horrible fucking burn notice shows and stuff, and like he never really stopped act stopped acting throughout that whole period of time. So I feel like when he came back to this show, like he was still as good as he ever was because he just kept going. That first episode, though, which, by the way, was directed by Sam Raimi and edited by Bob Murawski, the guy that, you know, that does um, Grindhouse and all that, mm-hmm. is probably as good as the movies. Like, it should have been another movie because it's just like, it's like it never ended in one way or another. Like, it, you know, in the way that the, the continuity goes in it. But... Yeah, I watched the the whole first season, and it's I gotta I gotta say it's pretty amazing. Like it's it's pretty much exactly what you would want that fucking show to be. Mm-hmm. Like if you were just like I want a show that's like the movies, that's old school, where he's you know does the same shtick and the the effects are good and it's funny and has the same kind of spirit as the as the movies were. Yeah, that's. You really couldn't have got any better than that show for that. I haven't seen the second season. I think it's out now. Yeah, I think that they uh, they started the second season back in the fall or something like that. I think it's over now. So that Blu-ray will be coming out at some point as well. But man, the fucking Sam Raimi directed one, it was like, that's what he should have fucking done. Knocked off all that stupid shit with fucking, uh, what was that movie he made that I hated? Drag Me to Hell. Knock that shit off. Oh, I don't think, well, we didn't. I don't know. You might have hated it. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, I didn't like it. And then, um, what did he do after that? Too? He did something else. So, anyway, he should have just done that. Like, at some point, it seems to me that the chemistry that he has with Bruce Campbell and uh, all the other people were there, too, that helped him on the original Evil Dead. They were like co producers and stuff. Like, all those guys that did that, mm-hmm. like, they can just do that. Like, do that shit. Yeah. They just know how to pull that off. Right. So, um, as far as other uh, releases and stuff, I was just curious. I was I was looking online here. I, I did see that uh, Scream Factory has uh, uh, Dead Time Stories coming out. Uh, oh, yeah. The, I actually uh, liked that movie when I was a kid. Yeah, that one's coming out on uh, 228. They've got a bunch of just random stuff coming out. The Poltergeist 2 and uh, 3, that recently came out, um, as well as Slumber Party Massacre 2 and 3 on Blu-ray. So, I'm just curious. Let's look at this shit. I mean, because most of these titles, honestly, Slumber Slumber Party Massacre 2 and 3, those should not be above $15. You know, man, they're like 24 bucks. I'm just curious. I'm going to look. But uh, 
Thank five you. years ago, if they put that stuff out five years ago, I'd have probably like walked over with my fucking mother to get to those, but I don't even think I care now. Well, I mean, had I if I was to see it in a pawn shop or something, I'd probably grab it, but man, it's just too much to spend on some of these movies. Like I'm looking at all of them. Even the cheapest ones are like twenty two dollars and something. So yeah. You will pay twenty dollars for Song Party Master three? Nah. What's wrong with you? You can get Child's Play, uh, the collector's edition of that, for twenty sixty nine. When I, you know, back in the day when they had uh, uh, MGM came out with it, it was like eight bucks or something. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as other stuff they've got coming out, I was just looking on their website. They have uh, the uh, Firestarter, Stephen King's Firestarter, is coming out in March. Um, they've got the collector's edition of Red Dawn, the original. Uh, RoboCop 2 and 3. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Uh, Tales from the Hood. Everybody's excited about that. Are they? Yeah. Well, a couple people. So, yeah. I was just Sorry. looking on, looking on the know. website. Yeah, they're they're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point, Uncle Bill. Uh, yeah. I think that they've done as much as they can do. They need to settle down. Yeah. So, um... There's that. Any other horror-related news? You know what's funny is I actually checked some of the old websites just to see, you know, what kind of horror-related news is going on. Right. And they're they're not even doing news now, man. They're just doing like. Well, you got to do a little bit of everything, I would say, to keep content on there. Yeah, they're not. They're not. There's no news. Like, there's nothing. So now they're just like, you know, God, this. These fans made some videos of some shit, and I'm going to put that up here. What's funny is there was a big buzz about, and this was last month sometime when this came out, Cold of Chucky. Yeah. They released like a teaser of it. I'm like, this is shit from the other, there's nothing new on this. So they haven't even started shooting the movie, evidently. I noticed that too, uh... Because, like, Savannah had sent that link to me and, and was like, oh, when's this movie coming out or whatever? And I was, like, looking at that trailer, and I was like, this is not even yeah, this a is, fucking trailer. Yeah, this is shit from all the other movies. <laughs> but evidently, uh, uh, Alex Vincent is actually going to be starring in it. Um, and from what I understand, Jennifer Tilly is going to be in it as well. So it actually seems like it may actually come out in a the theater, this one. Uh, they're putting a little bit more of a budget into it than... Uh, than uh, the the curse of Chucky, which came out, I guess, two or three years ago at this point. I, what did you think of that movie? I can't remember. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it was. You could definitely tell they didn't have much money to work with with it, but uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was all right. I really, I really liked the ending of it. That Alex Vincent, he had a cameo in it there. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty well put together. And I think the guy that was the guy who directed the first one directed that one, didn't he? Mancini? I think so. And um, the uh, the girl that starred in it, if I'm not mistaken, that was... Uh, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Oh, that's Brad Dourif's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Brad Dourif's daughter was in it. She was the one starring in it. I can't remember her name, but yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Anyway, I think it was uh, of... Samantha Duraf or something like that. <laughs> Jackie Duraf. Jacqueline D. Duraf. But 
you know, Child's Play and having the sequel and all this. I just started, like, thinking about this earlier today. I was like, I want to do something where we talk about, I'm just going to run by you two horror movie franchises, and you tell me which one you actually think is either better or worse. Like, Maybe we could call it Franchise Face-Off. Right. Because yeah. And keep in mind, this is Because we've got to start doing stuff, too. We can't just talk about news because there ain't no damn news. Right, exactly. This is not going to be like your your popular franchises because that wouldn't be any fun because everybody does that shit. Like, I'm not putting Nightmare on Elm Street, fucking Child's Play, uh, Friday 13th, Halloween, any of those franchises into this. These are going to be like awful franchise like that have had a ton of movies for some They shouldn't have more than just the first movie, right? Exactly. So you tell me which one you think is worse. I, the worst. I was going to say two. better, but yeah, I want you to tell me which one you think is worse, okay? Okay. Here we go. First two the Pumpkinhead franchise or the Prom Night franchise? Oh, God. Exactly. Um, I enjoyed the first Pumpkinhead. <laughs> I did too. I, I enjoyed the first Prom Night. I enjoyed I the second Prom Night. I did too. I did not enjoy the second pumpkin head. I don't think I enjoyed the second pumpkin head and anything beyond the second pumpkin head. I cannot remember. Right. Really anything beyond the second prom night. I cannot remember either. You remember prom night three, the last kiss. Is it Mary Lou in that as well? Yes. Okay. And it's like super fucking hokey. And I kind of remember it. I want to go ahead and say, uh, I will say I enjoyed the prom night, uh, sequels better. All right. I'm going to go with that too because for some reason I enjoy the campiness of like the the second two sequels Prom Night 2 and 3 were kind of like fucking Sleepaway Camp movies in a way and Pumpkinhead just tried to be all fucking hoity-toity about it which they really shouldn't have done yeah well the, the, if I'm not mistaken they made like some direct to like sci-fi original Pumpkinhead movies uh, Ashes to Ashes was one of them and yeah. they made them back to back <laughs> There's one that's like blood something. Yeah, blood monkey. Blood origins. Yeah, that's probably what it was. But uh, yeah, didn't they have them on like a marathon, like a Halloween marathon back to back one Halloween or something like that? That's where they debuted, I think. Yeah, bad memories there. All right, you ready for your next? I'm ready. Horrible franchise. What we got? We got to do this. Children of the Corn franchise versus the Howling franchise. Which, for uh, some reason, both those have, like, ten fucking sequels. Yeah. I mean, the Howling franchise. Howling 2, I'm not in love with, like a lot of people. I think that that movie's fucking just god-awful. Uh, now, they did redeem themselves with the marsupials. It's Howling 3. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. All the other Howling movies after that point kind of run together for me. I can't really remember them. <laughs> the marsupials. Yeah. Howling three was awesome. Like that's just. <laughs> it was. Um, Which one was in Australia? That was like, yeah. That was Howling three. The more super. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, the what was the, the Children of the Corn? I would definitely pick Children of the Corn because those movies are so just so goddamn bad that they're great. Like even the like wasn't Alexis Arcade in one before he actually did the banana split on his dick. <laughs> Yeah, I think he yeah. was. Like, I 
He was also in Bride of Chucky, too. Yeah. I, well, I think he was in transition by that point, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. Children of the Corn, I would pick Children of the Corn, I think, because I enjoy Children of the Corn. The first two or three Children of the Corns are actually pretty good. Uh, and then when Isaac returns, man, nothing gets better than that shit. When he's actually like an adult or whatever. Yeah, kind of. He looks kind of, I mean, he kind of still look like a kid, though. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so I'd pick, <coughs> I'd pick Children of the Corn in that. How about you? I'm going to say I was never a big Children of the Corn fan. I don't even really like the first Children of the Corn, if I'm being honest. Like, I can watch it, but it's not like, I, I didn't think it was a very good movie. And I've seen a couple of the sequels, but they're nothing notable. So I'm going to pick The Howling because I like the first and the second one. Uh, and I like the marsupials just for the comedic value of it. And I know I've seen other ones. Like, I think I've seen four. They made like eight of them damn movies, didn't they? Yes. Seven or eight. And I have no idea why. They made a new fucking Howling movie, what, about six or seven years ago? Do you remember that? Howling Rebirth. Yeah, Reborn or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was awesome when all them remakes and shit was coming out. They just made this another They're like, no, we ain't fucking with the Howling. That's a classic. We got to fucking do another sequel. <laughs> it's been 15 years since the last sequel. <laughs> uh, okay, this one's going to be tough, though. This next one's going to be okay. tough. Okay. So you got the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise versus the Sleepaway Camp franchise. Uh... Yeah. I would I would pick Sleepaway Camp simply because we had bad experiences with um, <laughs> you gonna let that yeah, color the whole yeah. thing that fucked up that fucks up uh, my whole love or my former love for the uh, Silent Night Deadly Night movies unfortunately and we actually interviewed uh, the director before he passed away uh, yep. years and years and years ago on the Dead Pit radio show. And he's a ni- he was a nice guy. Exactly. I wish everybody associated with the franchise was as nice as him, but that just didn't work out that way. You got to make a living, I guess, by fucking dicking around other people. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the um, I love the the first three Sleepaway Camp movies, and to me that's the only three, like the Return to Sleepaway Camp yeah, thing. That. That, was, that was just, that was just fucking, I don't know. I don't know what that was. But yeah, um, Sleepaway Camp One's awesome. Sleepaway Camp Two is like probably my favorite of the whole franchise for some reason. I mean, I love all the movies. Sleepaway Camp Three is definitely a step below, but it's still fun. Uh, so yeah, I would definitely. I mean, even without having a bad experience with you know people behind the the Silent Night Deadly Night movie, yeah, I would pick I would pick Sleepaway Camp anyway, just because the franchise was a little bit better and. Well, what the fuck's going on in Sleepaway Camp? Was it three that had Bill Mosley in it? Or, I mean, uh, oh, Silent Night yeah, Three was, Yeah, Night. that was the one where he's wearing like a fucking pasta yeah. bowl on his head. There's certain movies, and you had the Toy Maker too. With uh, I love the Toy Maker. I thought that was one of the most Mickey Mickey Rourke's old yeah, ass, most underrated, crazy ass films ever. I was thinking, did he finally die? Did Mickey Rourke finally die? I have no idea. He's probably still alive. Uh, maybe he is. I thought he passed away not too long ago though. Somebody can let us know. But here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to differ with you, and I'll tell you why. Because this, the Return of Sleepaway Camp movie is probably one of my least favorite sequels to any franchise. And Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 is probably my favorite horror sequel to any franchise. So I'm going to pick Silent Night, Deadly Night just because of that. And 
I think there's three classic movies in that series too. You got one in Silent Deadly, one, two, and five, which is the Toymaker. So, I mean, fuck Initiation, I think is the mm-hmm. one with the girl, and then three, whatever three is. But yeah, I've got. Go I've with- I've actually thought of one for you, and these are kind of classic movies that have sequels, but that probably neither one of them should have ever had a sequel. Um, Return of the Living Dead and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. God, that's a good one. I actually thought about that one today too. Yeah. Um, you mean are we talking about like as a complete series? Which one of those I think is better, or which one you think is worse? Yeah, which one I think is worse? Um, God damn, I gotta go with Return of the Living Dead, man. Because what are we including the remakes and the prequels and all? Yeah, I'm including just the whole franchise. Well, then you gotta go with Texas Chainsaw because Return of the Living Dead, like they made those two really shitty ones, like. Rave to the Grave and what was the other one? Um, yeah, what was the other one? I can't, I can't remember. Necropolis or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah. but those were kind of supposed to be stupid and like because they were on sci-fi and all that shit. But like they actually people took those remakes and shit seriously. Right. Text Chainsaw, which that's some of the worst shit still to this day that I've ever had to sit through and still hate. Just in terms of just hating. Like I would never watch them again. Think they're like dull as fucking. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I could ever be brought to watch those two movies ever again. So I'm going to say the worst is probably Texas Chainsaw because if you go from like three is not very good, it's it's okay. Four is like awfully bad in a weird kind of good way, but still bad. And then from that point on, like the with the fucking. New shit is just some of the worst stuff ever. So that's what I'm saying. Holla. Holla at your boy. So um, are there any other ones you can think of? I did have like one more. Okay, go ahead. This is the classic though. This is the classic horrible franchise deal breaker right here. All right. Mm -hmm. Which one's worse? Ghoulies or Critters? Oh shit! Um, Both had a ton of sequels for some fucking reason. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I don't know which is because the first Ghoulies movies suck. The first one sucks. <laughs> they really do. People forget that. Yeah, the first movie sucked ass. The second and the third one was awesome, and then the fourth one was not even a fucking movie that I can remember. Um, so I would probably say Creators because the Creators movie, like Creators 1 and Creators 2 are really, really good. Um, Creators 3, I can't remember Creators 4 at all. I think Creators 3 had uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in it, right? Yeah. I don't remember that one being that awful either. Uh, so I would probably, I would say Creators is the better of the fran- that franchise. Just because there's four movies in the, um, in the Ghoulies franchise the first one sucked the second one was awesome the third one was third one was pretty good i think i have to go with critters too though i think that critters is the better franchise just because of part two if i'm being honest i think part two of critters is probably one of the best films that people like you would never think it would be a good film but it is it's it like it doesn't it's like it doesn't it's not even the same movie like it shouldn't even be in the critters franchise (laughs) 
It should just be some other movie with some other things in it. It's like a standalone movie, but it's that good. So, and Critters was, I thought was pretty good too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's probably the better of the two. Even though Ghoulies Two is fucking amazing, right? Because that's the one at the amusement park, it's right? Not like, yeah, yeah, Ghoulies. The first Ghoulies is like I think it takes place at a castle or something like that, and there's like some yeah. fucking sorcery bullshit going on. Well, it's like Puppet Master, man. Like yeah. I don't know if people realize this or not, but the first Puppet Master fucking sucks. Like it really is boring as hell. Like up until the very end, you don't even see the puppets do anything. Right. It's not until you get into the second, third movie where that franchise actually becomes what people know it is today. Yeah. So yeah, same kind of same thing with Ghoulies, huh? Right. So yeah, that was the that was pretty fun. That was the franchise face off, I guess that's what we could call it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's no fun doing shit that we've done a million times with like the Friday thirteenth stuff. We don't really get a chance to talk about shitty movies like that's franchise movies. That's true. So um uh, any other horror related topics you want to mention on this show? This show may be the briefest yet, but you know, it is what it is. Horror related topics. Or anything. Uh, anything else pop culture related. When the fuck is Suspiria coming out, by the way? This is just a question I have for you. Probably 20, 20, something like that. When is it? 2020. 2020? Really? Maybe. (laughs) It's not, I don't think it's coming out this year. I think, if anything, it might come out. What is the, what year did Suspiria come out in 77? I think Uh, it did. Yeah. I would, yeah, I don't know, man. It should, like, he should want to do it for the 40th anniversary. I would think, but damn, you don't hear anything about it now. Yeah. I guess he's going to, it's going to be out whenever it's out. I don't know. That's just one title. That's probably the last title that I'm really, really looking forward to. Like after you get the Phantasm stuff, like that would be it. Yeah. I will, I will purchase uh, Suspiria. It's because it's just a gorgeous movie and it would benefit from Blu-ray. I mean, most of the stuff that's coming out, I just, you know, I mean, Dead Time Stories. I mean, it's a fun movie and everything, but I mean, honestly, I don't think movies like that really benefit that much from Blu-ray because they're low budget. Wait, I'm gonna have you talk shit about Dead Time Stories. Are you jacking off over what the fuck are you doing? I'm jacking it. Think of anything horror, other horror related stuff. Oh, god damn, I ain't really nothing to talk about. I know you don't watch The Walking Dead, so that cuts out that. Yeah, we, we're not going to talk about The Walking Dead. Uh, so, you can talk talk about it with yourself, play with yourself. <laughs> god damn. <laughs> um, There's a new Resident Evil movie coming out. Are you excited about yeah, that? Yeah, it's supposedly the final chapter. I doubt that's happening, though. Yeah. By the way, her name is Fiona Dorf. I just found that Was out. it? <laughs> she sound like she belonged in, in one of them Shrek movies. Yeah. Fiona Dorf. That's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. There's no, not, I don't have anything correlated. There's, yeah, I'm just trying to find stuff. On, there's not much, not much on here. So, um, I guess that is it for episode three, Evening with Dead Pit. I hope everybody enjoyed the, the show. We will be back at some point. Hopefully we'll, uh, have something planned up uh, in time for WrestleMania season, which is upcoming here in the next uh, month or so. And uh, we'll do something related to that. Hopefully there'll be some more horror news and all that good stuff we can discuss and pop culture news, which is 
you know, any, anytime something big happens, we can talk about a little bit more loose than our old show, Uncle Bill. Yeah, that's true. I was thinking recently, though, like one of the things we ought to do is one of these days, whenever you get like some vacation time, I don't know when the fuck that would be. We ought to do what we always talk about. I actually about, have vacation we? time already. Oh, do you? Yeah. We ought to do what we talked about doing and fucking drive down to Texas and fucking see some of those locations and go to the Alamo Draft House and all that shit. Well, Sarah and I are actually talking about uh, a road trip similar to that. We were thinking either Las Vegas or Texas. Hell yeah. So, if you're going to go to Vegas, man, you're going to have a shit ton of money. Well, if you're going to, were you wanting to drive to Texas? I don't even know. Like, it's like an 18, 19 hour drive. Because if you were going to fucking drive, you'd have to probably rent a car. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to take mine, that's for sure. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that might be an idea. Hell, you pay for the hotel room, I'll go with you. <laughs> so. I just, one of the best times that I had, and I didn't really predict that I would have this good of a time, was fucking just going to Pittsburgh and looking at the locations. Like, I can see why people get addicted to that, like the Sean Clark thing where you go yeah. around and. Well, That's Austin, Texas is full of locations. I don't know how far that is from, because they're they opened something from Texas, uh, the the gas station, like a. Then they turn into a hotel or something like that. He turned it into like a like a restaurant or something, wasn't it? Like I don't know. So yeah, I mean, maybe like a museum and slash like either it was either a museum and a restaurant or a museum and a hotel. I can't remember which one, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll discuss that and see. I mean, Austin, Texas is one place I've always wanted to visit. So, it's an idea, though. It is an idea. We could rent us a. We could get our own van, very similar to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre van. Do a road trip. Just don't pick up any hitchhikers. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, um, I guess until next time, though, we'll see what we do. Maybe we'll get that planned out, get that lined out, and uh, we'll talk to everybody whenever episode four comes along you know episode four is going to be the final chapter <laughs> yeah it's going to be or it. you know in resident evil's case it'd be like episode eight or whatever the fuck it is i should have brought up resident evil in that horrible franchise but i don't think we've seen any of them no i don't want to watch them damn movies fuck that shit <laughs> all right so uh i will see and uh talk to everybody next time everybody can do me a favor and pat me on the balls yeah. If you've got little hands like Donald Trump, that shouldn't be hard. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I can't wait till he brings apart biblical apocalypse on us, though. That's right. So uh, we will catch you guys next time on the number one rated, often imitated, never duplicated horror talk radio website. It's deadbeat.com. Fuck everybody. <laughs>